Welcome back to the Sacred Penning Podcast. I'm your host, Becca Ray. I'm a wife, mom, teacher, international best-selling author, and a transformative soul journaling practitioner. I've experienced and taught the power of this sacred practice for 24 years and journaled since the age of eight. Every Wednesday, we provide somatic, meditative inspiration and spirit-led prompts to pen your way to brighter days. Let's activate energetic discoveries together. It's all at your fingertips. Ready to get gritty? Let's dip in. Oh, don't mind me. I'm just humming one of my favorite tunes. Welcome to the Joyful Journaling Podcast. I'm your host, Becca Ray, and this is week two of dipping in and getting into a joyful journaling habit. We're so excited for you to be here. We want to thank you for joining us last week. The response was Wow, it was overwhelming. Thank you so much for so many of you folks joining us and showing your commitment to starting a practice that's good for your heart, your mind, and your body. This week, we are going to think about a favorite song. And your favorite song may not be Let It Be, but I'm sure you have one in mind give you a little background of why I'm inspired by a song that I grew up to. I'm a kid who I would say grew up in the 80s and 90s, but I was born five years after Let It Be was released, and my dad was a huge Beatles fan. I'm pretty sure that he was more of a fan of John Lennon, but I know that he also listened to Paul McCartney after Uh, The Beatles proper broke up. Some of my favorite memories when I was the tiniest of beings uh, were listening to the Beatles and having my dad around when I was very young. One of the songs that is stuck in my memory and my heart, and I play every Sunday where I work at my day job. Uh, We have a Beatles sing-along Sunday, (laughs) Um, is Let It Be. So. I want you to think about this song for a moment because most of us have heard it and could probably sing part of it for some good, bad, or ugly karaoke. (laughs) But this song really makes me think about journaling as well. I have a lot of folks over the years who have told me that journaling is incredibly intimidating because of the narrator that they are expected to have on the page. I want to reassure you that the power of narration in the journal is all you. You are the narrator, and you don't have to think about an audience. So it doesn't matter which narrator shows up on the page on any given day. It could be the narrator of past trauma. It could be the narrator 
of present fascination. It could be the narrator of frustration. It could be the narrator of anxiety. It could be the narrator of gratitude. Whatever narrator shows up to journal with you, I want you to honor that narrator. As long as you let that narrator tell their story freely, don't judge what they have to put down in the page, your journaling is going to be a joyful experience. Now, just like a lot of rumors about the song Let It Be, um, a lot of people thought it was a testament to um, religious, you know, idols and things like that. But Paul McCartney actually lost his mom and her name was Mary when she was 14 years old. When you've experienced loss at that young of an age, that has an impact on you in the way that you dive deeply into the world. And people have thought about the lyrics of that song since 1970. They probably even thought about it even before, in 1969, when Aretha Franklin recorded it. But it became famous thanks to the Beatles and thanks to Paul McCartney writing it. Facts versus fascinations. When you're writing on the page, are you writing to who's rumored to be you? And what people think their interpretation of the song or the lyrics or your musings on the page are? Or are you being real with yourself when you sit down with your journal? Are you truly, as the song says, letting it just be as the words flow out of you? Facts versus fascinations. What's true in the mind's eye? of the beholder of the journal. You. How are you going to own the power of your own story as the primary narrator of what's going to show up? Do you need to break up with your old narrator? Do you need to dispel rumors about what you think is supposed to come upon the page? I call this joyful journaling for a reason. Because the research around it shows that it's a healing practice. And it can be fun as long as you remember to let it be. Let me share with you some of the top research about what journaling can do for you. Now, recently, UCLA has come out with some amazing research regarding the brain's amygdala. And if you're not into psychology or a scientist or you don't really get into a lot of research, you might not connect the brain benefits with something as creative and freeing as letting it be in a journal. But researcher and professor Matthew Lieberman of UCLA basically told us that each time you journal, your brain's reaction can be less intense, making it easier to express important or trapped feelings that can lead to a better outlook, a better brain structure, a healthier you. Some other research that's fairly recent in the last 10 years 
was conducted at another institution with Mosier. And Mosier had shared that expressive writing makes the mind work less hard on upcoming stressful tasks, and that the technique takes the edge off our brains so that we can perform the task with a cooler head. Oh my gosh, just eight minutes of journaling, these studies have proven, can actually help your brain. Now that research was by Michigan State. But in the United States, we've proven that just letting it be on the page is super helpful to your brain and to how your body physically responds to things. Now that's good news. (laughs) I want you to think about the song, Let It Be, again for a moment. And what do you need to let go to just let it be on the page? What would help you today? You can take my song, Let It Be, if you'd like, and let that be your inspiration. Or you can choose your own song today. Today we are going to do some song journaling. Music is embedded in my blood. My birth father, who um, I lost to COVID last year, after only knowing him for three years, was a professional musician. Go figure. I've been listening to music and replicating what I hear since I was a little girl. And my Ukrainian grandmother used to sing me songs. I can't get those songs out of my head. And any time that I go to journal, I typically have some sort of melody playing in the background, whether on my computer or on my phone or just in my mind. Silence is great to journal to, but sometimes if you need a little boost, taking the inspiration of a song itself as your prompt can help you to relax just for a few moments, and let it be on the page. Let's get some journal time together. Take a deep breath in, and breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, and breathe out. Last week, we spent exactly two minutes looking at a picture and then writing five minutes on the page. Now, it depends on the length of the song that you are choosing, but most songs, of course, depending on if you're listening to a studio album or a live version um, or a special version, most songs will be between about two and a half and five minutes. Unless you're like my husband, (laughs) who's listening to a Grateful Dead song or some fish jamming or some great bluegrass with Billy Strings that lasts quite a while for each song. Um, This would be a great easy prompt to do at lunchtime. So I want you to take a moment and think about, not this week, what your favorite picture is, but what is your absolute 
favorite song. Think about where you can easily access that song right now. Do you have it saved on a playlist? Is it saved in some Apple Music or on a Spotify or downloaded on your phone or another app of your choice? There's so many places to keep your playlist these days. YouTube, my gosh. When I was little, my dad would pull out the records and that was kind of a magical experience that I remember. I want you to, in your mind, think about that song. Where can you get it right now? I want you to find that song and I want you to load it up. Get it ready. Have you ever paid attention to the lyrics in your favorite song? Perhaps you have. Perhaps you just know them by heart and have never thought about it. If your song doesn't have lyrics, like my son, he is absolutely in love with Baroque music right now. He's even into trying to compose it on piano. Maybe your song doesn't have lyrics. But if your song does have lyrics, I want you to look at them as a whole. I want you to look at them with a broad stroke today, not pick apart any one particular line or symbolism or uh, get too deep at this moment. We're first going to start by looking at the song as a whole. And we're not going to cheat. We're not going to look up the lyrics. You can look up anything. But we are going to wholly engross ourselves in the song. Now, if we lived in a world where we were just sitting in my home, I could just turn on Let It Be and we could enjoy that together. But most of you know the words and the background with that song. But this is about you. This is about your favorite song. Are you in a mood that you need to listen to a song that soothes you today? That favorite song? A mood that uplifts you today? One that you can dance to? Is that what you're going to write to today? I know there's a lot of Lizzo fans out there right now. What is going to help you let it be on the page today? Grab that song and you're going to play it. Now, luckily, with all these awesome podcasts, you can pause me. Pause me as you listen to your song and remember, just let it be in your ears. Holy, holy in your ears. Not little bits and pieces, but as a whole. All right. I'll see you in a moment. Okay. You've listened to your song, and I hope that you enjoyed that experience. If I caught you dancing over your journal in my mind, that makes me happy too. I just hope you didn't fall asleep. If you did, hey, maybe you needed more of a rest during this lunch break than I thought. Either way. Now it's time to journal. Think about the title of the song. And think about if it really reflects what that song has said it was going to make you feel. Let's start there. Let's start with the title. How does this song reflect how it made you feel as you were listening to it? 
Now, as usual, we are going to have a five-minute writing window, and I want you to spend five minutes wholly engrossed in the writing portion now. Make sure that you have a fresh page, put a date on it, and tell me everything that you remember about how the song made you feel today. What emotions did it bring up? Songs and audio memory are incredibly strong to connect us back with our emotions. But they also open windows for our other senses. As you were hearing the song, were there any other senses that were tapped into? Did you smell something as you were listening to the song? Were you tasting something? I frequently, when I hear Let It Be or Beatles, am tasting one of those flat little lollipops that the banks used to give out for being a good kid with your parents when you went to the bank. It's so funny. When I hear Let It Be, that's what I that's what I smell and that's what I taste. That sugary sweetness. I also smell the coffee brewing on Christmas morning. Because besides Christmas tunes in my house, we had a lot of Beatles going on when I was really young. What do you smell with your song? What do you taste with it? Where are you sitting in your mind's eye as you're listening to it? What memory is it bringing up? Do you feel shivers or chills or warmth? Do you feel coldness? Do you feel connection or disconnection? How is the song making you feel? I had a friend in college who studied music therapy, and it was always fascinating to me where songs could take us. And though this is not journal therapy, music has such a healing component to it. Is there a place that you're going that you don't go unless the song is being played? Think about what the song is making you feel emotionally. Now, again, you are the narrator. Be real with yourself. Are you letting it be on the page? Are you writing fastly and furiously? Or this week, are you writing slowly and thoughtfully? What's coming out as you fill the page for five minutes? Do you feel like you're getting up and dancing again? Do you feel like crumpling up the page? Because it's making you think about something you haven't in a while. Stick with it. Keep your pen going. No matter which song you chose, just letting it be whatever comes to mind with that song on the page is what's most important. Because as Paul McCartney once said in the interview, it's going to be okay. Just let it be. And that's the message he received. Listening to his mom, I believe it was in a dream before he wrote this. Songs don't always have a, you know, super deep world-changing meaning. Sometimes they are personal to that person, but they're universal in terms of what they teach us. And who doesn't want to sort through what they believe are the facts versus fascinations. 
as their narration pours out on the page. Who doesn't want it to be a place where it's safe to think about your favorite song, or last week your favorite picture, or any topic? Guided journaling, when you have a prompt, will help you to focus and to be in the moment with things that will pull from your heart onto the page. I hope that you are now wrapping up your thoughts about the song. And just like last week, we are going to pick five different components on the page that really stand out to you. Maybe it's the way that you wrote the phrase. Maybe it's the word or the vocabulary that you're using surrounding the song. Maybe you're using words that don't normally come up in your everyday discussions or emails or texts to other people. What are the five things on the page now that are really coming up and telling you about what this song brought to life on your journal today. Make sure that you circle five. And this is the same process that we did last week, going from large to small. Choose your favorite one of the five things that you circled. And I want you to turn the page and replicate your favorite one out of the five. Just write down that word or phrase or sentence or part of the journal entry that really spoke to you. That can be your general prompt for tomorrow. You think I'm going to leave you not wanting you to journal for more than one day? (laughs) This is a habit. I left you a week. Now I'm leaving you with something to do tomorrow. On Thursday, you can take that one thing that you found and put on the page, and you can spend five minutes journaling about that if you need inspiration. Of course, there's no rules to journaling, but developing a joyful habit sometimes takes some prompting and some guidance and definitely some commitment. So I am asking you to not only journal today, but give it a try tomorrow. Give that prompt, that one thing that you found in today's entry, Make that your prompt tomorrow and see what comes. That means that you will have two days under your belt this week. Practice makes, eh, we don't need to be perfect in journaling, remember? But practice makes joyful when it comes to journaling. I hope that you will continue to play with what comes out on the page and that you'll appreciate the research that has been done surrounding this. After all, Life is meant to be lived joyfully. Journaling is only part of the process. Thanks for journaling with us.